Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk with Mark and B, the podcast where we just talk. I'm B, and I'm here with my incredible fiance. Hey, I'm Mark. How's it going, B? <sighs> it's been a crazy week, but I'm here, and I'm so excited to sit down with you. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a good little episode. Yeah, we've done a couple episodes about my family dynamic. Figured we'd uh, turn the tables a little bit and talk about some things that you've been contemplating lately. Yeah, let's it's say. interesting. Like, you know, if you've listened to the show, you've heard my family. Like, I describe it as like I'm the luckiest person. Both my parents are still happily married. I got two brothers that not only talk to each other, they also talk to me and talk to the parents. Like, yeah, we like, got a very good family. Yeah, and um, you could pretty much call anybody and you know they'd pick up. Yeah, exactly. Very good family. But, you know, every family does have issues and stuff. And while I'm not trying to out my family, because I'm actually kind of proud of where, the direction where this is going. Yeah. But, like, we're, I was talking... Uh, I'm sure if I talk, like, I'm not going to give bad details about my older brother. But, like, you know, let's just say this story is so interwoven with him that I will have to say some things. Well, and I mean, we've kind of talked about him in the past. So you have a brother who was struggling with alcohol. Yeah. And over the last year, we've been kind of like a key, I don't even know. Yeah, like, you know, we've really grown together as brothers over the last year. Like, he's relied on me for some support. And then through that, we've been able to grow. And like, he actually, you know, quit drinking for the most part or whatever. And like, you know, like, Put himself through rehab, put himself intensive therapy. Yeah, like he you came know. out like I. I feel like I can just have conversations with him instead of at him. Yeah, and I, like he, he I can tell his thought process is clear. So while like this affects me, there's some negative things about him. I really am proud of him in the direction that he is going currently because this is the thing. I feel like there's an order to life. And if the order to life gets thrown out of balance, everything in that chain gets affected. Yeah. So to some degree, until my oldest brother gets some stuff right, I won't be able to get some stuff right. Yeah, it's really interesting. Everybody acts like, you know, like it's me, it's Miss Independent or whatever. And although that is true to some degree, there is, there are things around you that will consistently affect you regardless of whether you want them to or not. Yeah. So we're going to dive into that. Yeah. And I'm super uh, excited. But if you want to reach out, maybe you have some crazy family dynamics, something like this. That, like, because this was like a boink kind of just flicked to me the yeah. other day so uh if you have one of these share it with us at at pillow talk with mark and b at gmail.com you can also find us on all social medias at pillow talk with mark and b and if you like these like uh free counseling sessions where we just blah, vomit on a microphone <laughs> and then maybe you guys hear something that's relatable or whatever just throw us a dollar on patreon yeah pillow talk with mark and b we love the support yeah now it's no longer free perfect perfect <laughs> okay babe tell me do you, like, should we kind of go through the conversation that we had? I think I want to read this kill, ch- kid's story that I found. Okay, give that to um, me. You know, let's pretend that this was a story that I read growing up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Could I have a sip of that water first? I would love to give you some water. Could you tell our Patreon, what, Patreon members what benefits they get? Okay, so as a Patreon member, you get full and complete access to Mark and B. Mm-hmm. We will respond anytime, any day, except yeah. for at night when I'm sleeping. Now, technically, that isn't different than anyone else. Yeah. Um, but uh, you'll be able to say that you support the show. That's the thing. That's the key. You support the chickens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You support Bella and Diego. Oh. You support Tito sleeves, <laughs> blue and cheese. Okay, that's that. I'm ready. <laughs> <clears throat> Once upon a time, in a quaint village nestled in the heart of a magical kingdom, there lived three brothers named Oliver, Ethan, and Benjamin. Oliver, the oldest, was known for his reckless nature and carefree spirit. 
Ethan, the middle child, was wise beyond his years and had always taken the responsibility seriously. And then there was Benjamin, the youngest of three who possessed a gentle and curious mind. In their family, the three eldest brothers was always expected to assume the roles of leader. The eldest brother was always expected to assume the role of leadership and guide the others through life challenges. However, Oliver's carelessness led to a string of mishaps and he failed to fulfill his responsibilities. Seeing this, their parents turned to Ethan, who stepped up and embraced this newfound role in the family. This is the middle child? Yeah. Okay. His newfound role as the family pillar of support. The shift in dynamics changed everything. Suddenly, Oliver, Oliver, who was once the eldest, found himself in the position unfamiliar to him. He was one. He was now the one needing guidance and support, much like the youngest child could. This reversal of roles affected the family in unexpected ways, and the youngest Benjamin found himself thrust into the role of the middle child. This change made him uncomfortable and unsure of his place in the family. Benjamin was a dreamer, forever lost in the page, pages of his beloved books, where heroes embarked on grand adventures and overcame incredible challenges. As he observed the altered family dynamics, he could help, but he couldn't help but feel a longing to find his place in the story. One day, while exploring the village outskirts, Benjamin stumbled upon an ancient mystical tree with golden leaves shimmering in the sunlight. The tree whispered to him gently, in a gentle breeze, revealing a secret. The key to unlocking his true potential lay within him. With newfound determination, Benjamin decided to embrace his unique qualities. He realized that being the youngest didn't mean that he was limited to the expectation placed on him by his younger brother, by his, by others. Just like the heroic deeds in his book, he had the power to create his own destiny. Benjamin began to pursue his passions wholeheartedly, discovering the talent for painting and storytelling. He shared his creations with his family, and little by little they saw his the extraordinary gifts he possessed. <clears throat> Sorry, my mouth is dry. Uno momento. Do you want me to continue? Uh, we're almost there. He shared his creations with his family, and little by little, they saw the extraordinary gifts he possessed. Benjamin's stories were filled with bravery, compassion, and importance of embracing one's true self. The tales touched the hearts of everyone who heard them. As Benjamin's stories reached the ears of his brothers, Oliver and Ethan were moved by this, the powerful messages within. Oliver, now understanding the consequences of, of his carelessness, resolved to become a better person and reclaim his responsibilities. Ethan, appreciating the unique perspectives Benjamin brought to the family, realized that everyone had their own role to play and their own journey to embark on. With the youngest brother finding his voice and the family accepting their individual roles, harmony was restored to the home. Each brother flourished in their own way, understanding that true strength not lie, lay not in predefined roles, but embracing who they were, who they were, and supporting each other on their respective paths. And so. In that little village, the tale of the youngest brother who discovered his true place in the family became the cherished legend, reminding everyone that sometimes the most unexpected individuals can shine the brightest. Alright. Beautiful. What do you think of that? Very interesting. Um, I feel like... Well, what do you think about <coughs> it? Can we talk about what you think about it? Yeah, so basically this is the story of a family unit being shuffled. And what happens is, you know, when one person moves to a different location, everyone else gets disorganized. And what they were kind of born to do, what they were kind of uniquely fulfilled to do, they're no longer able to fulfill that. 
and now they have to do another thing. And, yeah, I relate to this. Uh, very much so. And, man, when we go through this, there's some, like, deep revelations here where it's just like, come on, this one thing just has to get in place. So my oldest brother, like we said, he's getting better, but... <clears throat> You know, he he is six or seven years older than me, and basically since I was, you know, 12 or whatever, he was always kind of the troublemaker. Um, you know, he, he got kicked out of the house for bringing drugs into the house and stuff like that. Um, and while I like pot now, you don't smoke pot till you're at least 25, kind of, you know. That's just, you know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so there's some until stuff. Until your brain develops, that's why. Yeah, until your brain develops. And, you know, so... Basically, my older brother has failed his responsibility. When we think about families and stuff, there's obviously different roles. Like, the obvious ones are a mother and father. They are the parent. Their role is to guide, teach, and to protect their, the children, right? And as the child's place, you know, they're supposed to learn and learn all they can so when they go into the world, they can be the best human that they can be. Uh, but there's also different roles, like brothers and sisters, they have different roles between each other, you know? Like, where the brothers might just, if you have a family of all boys, we know groups like this. Me, My family was like this. We were rowdy, we were doing all types of things, we're climbing trees, we're jumping off waterfalls, like, yeah. it's uncontainable. Uncontainable. But as soon as mother. you throw one girl, one sister into the mix, that family dynamic changes. Yeah. Like, these are all obvious things if you just look at any family unit, right? Um... I grew up with all brothers, and when you have something like that, it's very much, like, competitive. But I would describe my competitiveness competitiveness with my brothers pretty healthy. There wasn't too much, like, hard bullying. It wasn't, like, rivalry. Like, it was, like, civil rivalry, not, like... Yeah, it was healthy competition. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you play basketball with your, your friend and you beat him. He doesn't hate you for it. Yeah, exactly. He tries harder the next game. Yeah, so, you know, there was lots of stuff, and we played a lot of sports growing up together and all that kind of stuff, and there was always that. But basically, let's go into the role of three brothers, because that's my family unit. I got three brothers. So I looked this up the other day cause when, we, when this all came up, and we were talking about just kind of like the, the sibling personalities and kind of like the role of each kid. So the old in, in the dynamic <coughs> of three... The oldest child is more authoritarian and feels all-powerful due to the high expectations often set by the parents. The youngest child is treated like a spoiled baby that can never rise above and can never rise above their older siblings. The middle child is even-tempered, has trouble fitting in due to kind of being sandwiched between the younger and older brothers. Mm -hmm. So when we kind of think about that in your dynamic... I, I Can we start at the top of the chain and then, yeah. then talk about everyone and yeah. that and then... Sorry to interrupt. So the oldest child? Start with the oldest and we'll work our way okay. down the chain. So the oldest child, you'd think, like, good job, kind of, like, really successful, um, yeah. got lots of money, got, like... Yeah, like, if, if you think even just, like, how humans have thrived for hundreds of years, you know, the oldest child is the inheritor. He inherits the family business, whether it's blacksmith or kinghood, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, a lot of responsibilities on there. A lot of responsibility. Um, as they grow older, it's often kind of like a, a close friendship as the older son, as like kind of like, you're going to be taking my place, I need to rely mm -hmm. on you it a little bit It becomes like a confidant exactly. for the father. Yeah, exactly. The middle child, kind of even-tempered, trouble fitting in. So this kind of goes into like 
trying to find a place in the world. Mom and dad's attention is like really on the oldest child as more mm-hmm. responsibility and on the youngest child as kind of the baby. So like yeah. you have this weird dynamic where it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of be quiet, keep to myself, entertain myself. Um, and you get good at that. You're very good at kind of staying quiet and you don't really need that, yeah. um, that, uh, validity from them because you've kind of gone your whole life without it and that kind of stuff yeah i did read too that the middle child is often feels ignored by the parents yeah now the role though of the middle child though is a support character and i love support characters in video games i was a healer typically i love support characters uh this he's supposed to be like when the oldest brother is like yo so we'll use my family uh my parents own like uh, a bunch of rental properties and therefore we all know how to construct and build houses and we've flipped houses for cash and stuff like that before so you know in that particular role the middle child is supposed to play a support role for the elders who has taken on the responsibilities of the construction company he's supposed to be that hey brother we got an extra hard weekend this push can you help lend a hand and that brother's supposed to be like i got this for the family because he eventually does reap these benefits as well yeah it said that he kind of acted as a bridge between the older and younger siblings he may be a Mm -hmm. mediator in conflicts maintaining harmony within the family may also um seek his own identity and individuality within Mm. the family structure yeah yeah, great, great place to be. Like, yeah, it's unfortunate sometimes you might feel neglected and stuff, and we'll get to that eventually. But, um, no, like, it's a great spot. You get benefits, but you don't get too much responsibility. You still have the ability to go live your own life to some degree, but yeah. you, you still maintain your family. Yeah. The youngest. Youngest. The younger brother usually occupies a more dependent position within the sibling hierarchy. He may look up to his older brothers for guidance and support, relying on them for learning development. The mother or the younger brother may sense, bring in a sense of youthful energy, playfulness to the family dynamic. As he grows older, he may contribute to more household responsibilities, establish his own identity, um, but really big on bringing that youthful energy, the playfulness to the family dynamic, um, and yeah, yeah. So yeah, like so. Let's talk about how everyone shifted so like we said my eldest became the youngest where now he is being babied okay, and so he's yeah. getting attention and like because he needs it because he wasn't making the right life choices yeah so like let's like emotion taken out of it mm-hmm. okay so you've got three things all on top of each other so we've got uh oldest brother middle brother and younger brother oldest brother kind of slips and falls at kind of like the 18 like when is when he's supposed to be transitioning into kind of adulthood and individuality kind of takes a shift so then the family dynamics shifts and he falls to the bottom line which brings the middle brother up Mm -hmm. and youngest brother to middle brother and then oldest brother to youngest brother and i see this so clearly how it played out in my family so yeah kurt was definitely always I think that's fine. Like, he's my brother. Like I said, I'm, I'm super proud of him, like, yeah. where he's going. And I... Anyways. Um, so, as I was saying, so, when you look at my family, my middle brother then ended up taking all the responsibility. Like, when we had super big projects, house projects and stuff, I wasn't the one doing it. Even though I was a full-time construction worker and he was a mechanic. Like, yeah. I was the one in the trade, but he took, still took the responsibility and the burden of it. Whenever there was, like... This is Brand. Yes, my middle yes. brother. You know, uh, he played the role to my dad as confidant. He still does to still this Still does day. to this day. Yeah. I think maybe he's one of the few fe- people that he could kind of listen to without, like... Yeah. 
you know, being on the same level. Yeah. Um, and when you look at his life, like, he's very well put together and stuff. Like, he's holding stuff everywhere, this way, this way, and this way, and it's all very much like leader. Yes, very, very much. Like, you look to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was on one of our episodes. I think it's Introducing Brother Brand. Yeah. He's very, like, very driven. He's gone. He's, he's like, kind of, like, he's on the wild side, so he mm -hmm. just has no concept of, like, fear, no concept of limits, no concept of, mm -hmm. like, tell me I can't do it, and I will. Yes. Whether it's biking from Calgary all the way down to the tip of South America, whether it's biking through Vietnam, whether it is, like... Yeah, he, he's adventure-driven. Adventure-driven. He doesn't and say no. One thing that happens is, like, okay, so then I now get shifted to the middle position. Which, as we remember, is the kind of, like, kind of lonely, kind of weird, trying to find his place in the world. Very yeah. much a bridge between the two. Very much kind of like yeah. a healthy... Yeah, you know. Yeah, so our brand has to now take up all this responsibility. Then I have to now or have responsibility and lose a sense of spirited adventure. Yeah. Now, I have to also pick up responsibility, and I kind of lose my place in the world. As the youngest, I need to be babied for yeah. some reason. That's in me. Like I'm definitely the closest to my mother. I think. Like, as far <sighs> as emotional. Emotionally, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's not fair to say. I don't know. But, uh, anyways, like. That's we all have our role. Like so biologically, it, that's where you should. That was your place. But you had place. to step up because he couldn't. Mm -hmm. And this is weird too because neither of you guys have. Like this is the first time this has ever actually come up in conversation. Yeah, for real. And nobody so. had a, a like a plan, a physical movement. Like no, was, no, no. It just kind of shifted. This was into so place. natural how this kind of happened. And when you unpack things, you're like, whoa. And okay. this is why family is important because when someone falls, the rest of the family yeah. should be able to shift dynamics mm -hmm. to be able to support the fallen. Yeah. So my oldest brother, to his credit, he has never missed a day of work. Like you know, yeah. if he can help it, he's very hardworking and stuff. Now just imagine if he was working for my parents and they were doing something with my parents' resources and he was reliable and hardworking. Boom. Yeah. Because here's the thing, my middle brother, he's also hardworking, but that guy's crazy, man. He's got a little pep and fight to him. That yeah. guy needs to be going exploring. He can't be tied down and looking after things. Like, yeah. you know, he's still got, that's in him. That's yeah. just the way he was born. And then for me, for example, um, the youngest is supposed to bring energy and life and, um, like happiness and joy and like let what's old Marquino up to playfulness but I got shifted into the middle position which means now I'm the the mental support yeah and a mental support character where people are coming to me for this and like you know me I'm not good at conflict man I hate telling people what to do yeah. it's not my place it's not my role yeah. I don't want to do it it stresses you out and it that's stresses me out too because like I am really good at that role and really good a, at it a, like it's fine a okay but you yeah. You're not the youngest, so it's different. Exactly. <laughs> like, I've had to be in the middle. Yeah, that's a very good exactly. point. I've always so played the bridge. We have these roles, and, like, there are healthy roles. Like I said, like, my brother dynamic of healthy competition, very healthy. It can always always go sideways. But, like, so I got shifted into this role where now I was the, you know, the second hand to my helping my parents, and now it worked out nicely for everyone, you know. I'm not trying to complain about my life or anything. But we're... You know, my my heart, my spirit, man, I'm like a free guy. Like, I need to go do things. Like, And in so doing things, I'm not saying this to be selfish, but, like, as my place in the world, I don't need to worry as about family legacy as much. I can worry about, here we go, 
other families' legacies. Mm -hmm. And like, as I look back in my life and I just look at the impact I've had on my friends or, you know, now my family, or let's just say through Lorehammer, the thousands of people that reached out and gave me a message where it's like, man, I was going through something rough and you and the boys really helped me out. Where like, you know, if, if, if I was focusing on the family in a different role, now taking up the slack that someone else needs to, now I don't do that. I don't fulfill my like, bringing youth and energy and happiness to everyone because that's what i'm good at that's what i'm meant for yeah i took on this responsibility role and anyone who knows me knows i don't want responsibility you know what i wonder if that's why like i wonder what the dynamic is of the youngest kid who has to take on this role and then chooses not to be a parent like i wonder if you didn't have to take on the role as a like as a child yeah. if you would be open to doing it as an adult yeah no because that is the thing middle child usually are the ones who don't have the children yeah where the youngest are but since i became the middle child essentially in theory and technicality now no because like Weird. no and like if you look at me like i'm a very responsible person i would make an amazing second hand to anybody and then like yeah it, it's just so interesting but like it all worked out but also i it needs to now shift this whole fi family dynamic where it's like, you know, the proper order needs to be maintained where as the youngest brother, you can't be coming to me for like mental support necessarily, you know, like I'm not your counselor, man. Like there's a, there's a shift, there's a shift that, you know, and then in the healing process, we need to get back to that original family dynamic mm -hmm. in order because, for it to kind of complete. To yeah. Be because here's my thing right now with I'm doing, like I was talking, like my role is outside the family technically now, like, um, where I, I need to know that the family unit is good. I can't be doing, helping other people if my family's not good. Because and, mentally you're now tied to that middle yeah, sibling. Me and you are solid, right? I can talk about relationships all day long, very confidently, right? But like the family unit, there's stuff that needs to be adjusted and I can't talk about my family unit healthily until everyone is healthy. Right. Right. That's so interesting. And it's hard because there are things that you can't control in this yep. dynamic. Yeah. That you just kind of have to be okay with. Not yeah, and like there are things that like my whole life you can see me kicking against the middle child where it's like, uh, uh, you know, all of a like sudden I, I move. Yeah, I don't want to show up to this. And then all of a sudden I move to an island and then, you know, I'm doing these creative outlets where it's like, what are you doing there? Where, you know, youngest people necessarily might not be doing that. Or like mm -hmm. you can kind of just see where. Sometimes even like with the kids thing, it's like, you know, there's this constant kind of battle between the two. But even, yeah, the creativity is an outlet for the emotional stuff yeah. that typically is on the middle child. Yeah. That's so interesting. And the other interesting thing too, like the, the youngest is usually the most artistic and stuff of the three, because that's the thing. They have time to do it because the other two brothers have roles, roles that they need to fulfill. So then I can fulfill the role of artist because every family needs the kind of that creative mind or like brothers we're plowing this field what if we did it this way yeah, yeah you yeah. know i just come in that one time and then they're like holy oh. fuck that guy just saved eight hours of work yeah you know whatever yeah 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 because i have time to do that then you know if everyone's doing what they have to be doing then it works out okay so with this knowledge what are you gonna do with it I can't do anything with it except for encourage my brother to fill, fulfill his role as the eldest. Like, man, we got the resources. Like, do construction and do it right, man. Prove yourself. Keep proving yourself. Work hard. You got every opportunity. And this is like, man, like this is like, you know, being, I mean, realistically, mm -hmm. yes. But this is like being an adult. This is being a functioning mm -hmm. member of society. Yep. This is like, and again, in the familial role, you'll see... 
if you don't if you fail the familial role yeah. it falls apart if you fail your societal role it also falls apart yeah so yeah so here's the thing so like my oldest brother has a kid so like he is bound to the family mm. like my parents wealth is his child's wealth yeah right so they need to be working together my other brother he wants to have a child so he flipped where the middle children usually don't want children but he's always had because he had to be the oldest right. and look after me and now you don't want weird interesting hey so now brant is also tied to the family because eventually he'll want children which means he would be a perfect second hand because he's out doing things and adventures and starting his own business and flourishing but like See, this is the, th the importance of these things. We all have our role. I can see so clearly how if everyone just slotted into their natural role and responsibilities, yeah. it'd be awesome. And, not, and natural in that, like, these, this is where you would shine. Yep, this like, is where you would you shine. you cultivate and me. practice and, like, repetition on your skills mm -hmm. and your, like, passions or whatever, your true passions, yeah. it would shine in that role. Yeah, like I said about my oldest brother, he is so hardworking and he's knowledgeable and like he's very good at construction and like he'll be able to learn any other construction thing if he, he'd be the perfect guy to do house renoing, you yeah. know. I think now, it's all kind of like just a process. It is, and yeah, that's the thing, you know, life's not over yet, yeah. so this family dynamic can shift. It will, it will shift consistently it, yeah. as, as more kids come into the picture, as more people move away. Yeah. Yeah. It will consistently shift. That's what family dynamics do. Well, yeah, sure, to some degree. I, yeah, I, I, I know family, what you're saying. Especially now that you guys have all moved out of the house, your yeah, yeah, roles yeah. aren't the same. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. I kind of just mis kind of yeah. understood the intent. Yeah, no, it's very interesting. And then I wonder, oh, we should have looked that up too. Like you as the middle kid, what your what you as a husband is as a middle child. Yeah, like, I'm supposed to have... Oh, yeah, what... Yeah, okay, look that up. Let's see. Talk about something. Um, I'll, I'll talk about that story that I read at the beginning. Um, and you could kind of tell in that story how they all had their roles and it's all coming together. Do you guys get the concept of this episode? <laughs> did I did I fill up the airtime? <laughs> no. Okay, well... Yeah, just interesting, man. Like, I, I need to go out and forge my own destiny and do crazy and creative things, and now I'm, like, benefiting the world. I, I, I couldn't do that as the middle child because I, I was locked there, man. I, It was so... One of the happiest things that made me when I left old Canada land was when I left and my parents were like, we just lost our best worker. Yeah, what a compliment. Yeah, man. and I'm like, yeah, man, I make a great supporting character because that's what I've had to do, but that's not where my heart's at. Okay, so I'm going to read this to you. So what are some common traits of husbands who are middle children? And then I asked about youngest children too because there are differences, but I think you kind of have some some of the best of both worlds. Yeah, like I said, I ha I'll have both because of And this is the thing happened. too because this is what I like this I wouldn't say this is trauma, but this is what shifts do. Yeah, yeah. Like it it builds more, it gives you opportunity to build and be better and now you have two skills whereas originally it, Yeah, you exactly. Have like it is technically a blessing what I've done, but like now I'm going I want I've done the middle role. Yeah, like we're going to go back to I'm going to, to the youngest. Nature. Natural. Yeah. The natural order. Okay, so while it's important to remember that individual traits and characters can vary greatly. Here are some common traits that are often associated with middle children who become husbands. Diplomatic. Middle children often develop strong negotiation and meditation, oh, mediation skills due to their position in the family. As husbands, they may possess the ability to diffuse conflicts and find compromises. Yup. Peacemaker. Yup. 
flexible, very, independence. Middle children often develop a sense of independence as they learn to carve out their own identities within a family. As husbands, they may value personal space and autonomy while still actively participating in the marriage. Yeah. Do you feel like that's true? I say yes as if I'm asking. <laughs> in my experience with you, yes. Um, strong empathy. Middle children tend to be sensitive to the emotions and needs of others. They may have heightened ability to empathize with their spouse's feelings and perspectives, fostering a deeper emotional connection within the marriage. Yeah. Uh, peers' perspective. Growing up as a middle child, they often have experienced bridging gaps between older and younger siblings, so this perspective can enable them to relate well to their partner, understanding and appreciating different viewpoints. Yeah. And then adaptive communication. Middle children often develop effective communication skills to ensure that they are heard and understood within the family. That's so funny. As husbands, they may apply these skills to facilitate open and honest communication with partners fostering a small emotional or strong emotional bond. This is what it says about children or husbands who are the youngest. Outgoing and sociable. Youngest children often develop a charming and sociable personality. As husbands, they may exhibit extroverted qualities, enjoying social interactions and being comfortable in various social settings. They may excel at networking and building connections. Playful and fun-loving, easygoing and adaptable, creative and innovative. Youngest children often develop a knack for creativity and innovation. They have a unique perspective and enjoy thinking outside the box. As husbands, they may bring fresh ideas and creative solutions to various aspects of the relationship, fostering a sense of novelty and excitement. Yep. <coughs> Good negotiators. Children often learn the art of huh. negotiation. Do you feel like you are? Mm, I'm not confrontational. As husbands, they may possess <laughs> strong negotiation sk skills seeking win-win solutions. I do do that. And finding compromise compromises that satisfy both partners i do do that self-assured and independent um and risk takers youngest children may have the uh, uh, anyway this is the I, last one. Oh, okay they sorry. may have the propensity for risk taking and seeking new experiences as husbands they may be more willing to step outside their comfort zones explore new possibilities and encourage their partner to embrace adventure and opportunity hmm. very interesting i feel like both you and brant have the middle child some yeah, and, and Brant will have the middle child and the, and the oldest. oldest child. Yeah, and it's Kurt will so have the oldest and the youngest. Now, here's the thing. So when you go back to, like, you know, humans have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. So, like, there have been a way that we have operated before we operate now. Like, now you think, what do you mean three brothers and this family dynamic? And, like, not everyone has three brothers. Not everyone has that family dynamic. Back in the day, everyone had so many brothers and sisters. You know, yeah. that was the common thing. So every family would, like, this is how the family this unit is structured. This is why it is structured. oldest, middle, whoever that might be, as many as that might be, yeah. and youngest. Yeah. And, like, it's so important. Like, back in the day, this is how you had strong, successful, thriving families like that. And then, like, you pepper in a couple girls, great. You're adding to your strength by having an ally. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like... Like, it, it might sound, like, sexist or, like, fucking whatever you want to label me. I don't even know the correct term, but, like, I'm just a naturalist. I'm like, how did humans survive this long, man? Yeah. And what caused them to survive in a healthy manner? Well, probably, you know, there's obvious things. If you want a healthy family, you can't kill your child. Yeah. Like, that's an obvious one, you know. You want it's a family, just, getting rid of what makes it a family would be kind of not... Counterproductive to, to that health or... You know, so it's just very interesting, like, when you look at the scope of how humans should operate on the grand term of scheme of things, and then you look at how you operate in the family unit, and then you look at your place in that family unit and stuff, like, 
yeah, it's all it's all confuffled, and I'm trying to shift it all back now that I'm aware of it. Yeah, yeah, and again, this is why we do this because talking, like I was talking to somebody this week, and it was wild how much you can process when you just speak about it out loud yep. and when you converse about it and yep. like open it up for dialogue and like it's wild to see how many things you realize and how many things <laughs> yeah. click and like and well, that's I, what you I feel and I like, doing. I feel like we're all talking in our head all the time and we're all trying to solve these things out but until you say it out loud you just feel crazy. Until you say it out loud and until yeah somebody can validate it yeah. or challenge it. Yeah exactly like am I am I crazy what's this thought like help let's work this out put, yeah, and we, then we started taking it apart and literally yeah. i was like wait a minute let's just kind of like look this up and look at these family dynamics and look at the roles and look at what yeah. and then when we started reading it it started clicking it was just like oh okay so then the natural order has been flipped so there is yeah. chaos in the family like there yeah. is not chaos but like there is you know discontentment i would yeah. say yeah and so let's the natural go order is fulfilled let's go again. back one more time through the family you know i'm just going to tell you the dream for it you know so kurt he fulfills his responsibility as the oldest say start using my parents wealth and expanding that and creating the legacy that then levi can uh inherit mm -hmm. you know that's that's the goal for that you know then my middle brother he can step back from that role right now because like you know that's where he's at yeah he can step back because he's an adventurer, man. He's got other goals and careers, but he's also a fantastic secondhand. When he's got time, if you got a big project, yeah, you let him know, and he'll. And be that's in. what he needs, like, because he needs that freedom, that independence. He wants still. to come and go. He wants to pop, pop in. Exactly, he wants to pop in, and then me as the youngest, I've kind of distanced myself from the family, not like, just physically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. And I have taken the role of now I can help other people. But now what I need from the family unit is for them to be solid. So when I go to my parents for advice, I'm not talking about my brothers. Yeah. Because I have families that are, you know, I have people that are coming to us for like heavy advice. And I'm like, you know, I'm just like some fucking I'd electrician, love to talk to my right? I about it. Exactly. But, and like, this is where the capacity thing comes in. Exactly. Because again, if the family is in discontentment, then mom and dad are not okay. Exactly. I can't go to them with all these exterior problems. Yeah, because, they don't have like, the capacity. They don't have the time their for family it. unit is crumbled. Yeah. And in their minds, and it hasn't crumbled, but in their minds, if it's not perfect, it's it's hurting. There are people hurting. Yeah. There are people not happy. And especially as the parents yeah. that they are, they want to make sure. Yeah. There's like okay. that old saying. It's like, get the plank out of your own eye before you talk to other people or whatever. Yeah. Before you, and it's just like, yeah, until this gets sorted, it's really hard to talk about a healthy family dynamic. Yeah. And like, even for me, it's hard to like, but I'm a healthy person, but it's like, it's not on me, man. Yeah. And it, yeah. And this is like, and this is something that you've dealt with too, where it's just like, man, your parents did all this stuff to you and you had no choice in the matter. There's nothing you can do about it except that they hope to make amends. Now, obviously like these situations are not, well, yeah, it's extreme, but, but you know what? Yeah, no, I know exactly it's that what waiting. you mean. Yeah, no, I know exactly nope. what you mean. I shouldn't, I shouldn't begin the phone calls for advice on how the family needs to do things or two eldest brother for that. I should be the one going out there and bringing people and expanding and yeah. helping the world. Helping the world, keeping things Because our alive. family is secure. Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I mean, like you, you're all, you're about roles. Like yep. we're going to do an episode about your role kind yep. of in the world kind of in our marriage kind of in our relationship kind of in our household like we're gonna do it because it's important to know yep. what you stand by know what your role is and know how to do it the best as you can so that again society as the outfall yeah fallout is better is better yeah now having said all that 
Uh, I'm also perfectly for going outside of roles and exploring and stuff and, like, whatever. Like, I, I kind of just go to, okay, so if you're looking to go out... Let, let's just go into war for a quick second, because it's just the easiest one. Like, if a, if a lady's looking to go fulfill herself in war somehow, like, well, maybe her family legacy actually is one of warriors, where it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, maybe that is how her family has survived. They've been badass warrior women. And while her typical family situation throughout the generations has not been how I describe, so, like, what she needs is actually different than what, I'm prescribing. Right. So the what I advise is like, you know, know who you are, know who your family is, and then try to figure out what what made your family, the thousands of people before you, be able to get to this point and that you're somehow alive and how can you carry that yeah. on? Yeah. So let's stop at that because me and a friend were talking about this too. Like she has a son and if they didn't have sex at that very like that moment. Yeah. Her son wouldn't be here and that personality and the the laugh that he has the giggle that he has the traits he has yeah. the fact that he's a boy the the things that he's into all of that kind of stuff wouldn't happen if it wasn't for that very moment if they had yeah. i don't even like it just it just if something if some if she was at work later it's just wild how life yeah, works yeah, out yeah. and when you think about even the generations before me the fact that my great uncle was shot yeah. and killed my grandma was here before that. She was pregnant <laughs> when, like, a couple months earlier, I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. It's also interesting when you go back through your family history, you feel the call of the family. Like, so my family were farmers, man. I feel the call of the farm. Yeah, very I'm a much. Farmer. My middle brother feels the call of the farm. My oldest brother, I bet if he had a farm, yeah, I bet he would feel the call of the farm. My uh, grandma had a farm in the Netherlands. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah, and then there are other people where they're, like, more technical, like a blacksmith, and maybe their generation's a blacksmith, and now maybe those are the mechanics, so maybe maybe those are the more educated people, and those are now the IT people, mm -hmm. right? So go through your history, like, see what happened. Or maybe it's just, you know, technology has thrown this wrench in what we're supposed to be and has thrown your family all into this chaotic thing. Yeah, where the, just the natural order is not being met and that's why there's discontentment. Yeah. And it's very interesting. And then again, this like accountability thing, like you gotta, again, get the block out of your own eye before you look at the speck of somebody else's yeah. or whatever. Don't throw stones in glass houses. Like, yeah, yeah. There are things um, that we can fix in the family unit or at least shed light on. Yeah. Because we didn't know this. I'm 30. And... No, and I kind of even talked to my parents, and they maybe have kind of talked. What Do you remember what they said? I think they said they kind of have had, have had similar thoughts, but maybe not that expanded. Yeah. Like, we, how I would sum that. we deep dive into things. Yeah, like, obviously, yeah, the eldest isn't filling, fulfilling his responsibility. They got that. But I don't think they got the aspect of, well, what did that do to the other two? Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because when you think of your family unit as, like, no, no, we are on this earth, and I bore you, so now we are our family unit, we protect, we serve. How do we survive until the day we die? Yeah. Whether it's how sickness, can we all, whether, like, yeah. how can we be the best that we can be? And usually people think that's, okay, well, you're alive, you're healthy, and you can go to work. Okay, well, what about everybody's mental spot? What about everybody's stress yeah. level? What about, is everybody in the most opportune yeah. structure of the family? Then what can we yeah. fix? And it's cool that your family operate. I mean, our family... <laughs> that they operate the way that they do because they're very much like, oh, okay, well, I see a problem. Let's fill it. 
let's fix it like yeah let's try to make this right and they definitely operate as a unit where it's like oh okay so now we've identified a problem let's move together to find a solution and it's so exciting yeah no i'm i'm excited for the future like i said my brother has really had a hell of a year he's really turning his life around and making some moves and like like i said i couldn't be proud of him but unfortunately he's got a lot of work to do and like and there are repercussions yeah and yeah you're gonna have to keep pushing man keep pushing if you listen to this man i love you keep pushing and for everybody else like if you kind of struggle in that family dynamic where you're like lost in the world and you kind of see the chaos and there's nobody like i feel you we're here for you (laughs) like you're definitely definitely not alone yeah um yeah but if you guys want to reach out seriously we're here for you pillow talk with mark and b at gmail.com uh if you want to support the show throw us a dollar on patreon at pillow talk with mark and b you have anything to wrap it up with um okay so what is on my mind as of late you know i've just been a happy little boy to be honest um i'm just excited for life really me too yeah there's some good things happening and i'm very 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 excited yeah yeah exactly um yeah i don't know do you have anything to report no, we've got a couple really, really special episodes coming out in the next couple of weeks that oh, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. very excited to share with you. Um, and yeah, you're going to get kind of a better glimpse into our life, I think. And Interesting. yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Okay. I'm very cool. excited about it. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess that wraps it up. Yeah. Yeah. I hope well. everybody has a really great week. And... Yeah, this is a 40 minute one. It's funny. It's like, I feel like we're both rambling for a second because it's like, you know, we've done like 89 of these. There's a there is a behavior now. There's a pattern to it. Like our internal clock is set for an hour. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't that an interesting thought? Just, like, Normally, up. like when we wrap up episodes, I think it's pretty concise, especially after we've do- dropped our like Patreon stuff. So are we wrapping? I don't know. What else do I have to say? Hmm. I was just giving you an opportunity to be like, nope, I'm good. Oh. <laughs> do we want to talk about Avatar for one minute? Oh my god. Avatar 2, the way of water. 10 out of 10, shitty movie. Like, okay, so here's the thing. First of all, it's a year, it's supposed to be a year after the original one. Yeah. In that year, they have an entire, like, Panama City built out. (laughs) Okay, that's weird. Then, like, it's, like, there's, like, this weird, because there's the Avatars, and then there's Jake Sully, and he was a fake avatar. So they yeah. never really even talk about what happens to his real body. Yeah, and then there's like also hybrids and stuff. There's all types of weirdness. But... And then, yeah, in the second one, they bring out all of these hybrids where they're like actually making them in in like a yeah. lab or whatever. And it's throughout, like the first thing Mark said was like, they, this would never fly. Like it's demons. Like this yeah. is not good. This is witchcraft to them. This is, they're very spiritual beings. Yeah, like the Navi are very spiritual and they're connected to everyone else. And it's like you connect to that rose and instantly you know that rose is healthy and flourishing and you give it some of your life energy and it but gives you some all back. Because like halfling, like fucking bullshit lab made up mechanics yeah it's not it would never be able to link the same way yeah like it just never i just feel like the spirit mother or whatever i forget would just like like abomination just like kill it on the spot absolutely there was a lot of stupid plot holes and And like said it like chose the abomination to be the like 
No. Sometimes my conspiratorial brain's like, what are you pushing here, man? What are you pushing here? Like, It just, none of it made sense. There were so many story holes that didn't connect to the first movie. For them to spend yeah. 10, 15 years on this, come and on. And billions, like, yeah. Yeah, no, the first movie was a standalone movie, and then it made a bunch of money. It's like, how could I make another? And then Apparently the next one's like... Apparently there's three in the series. Yeah, and then the next one... Yeah, so this one was basically irrelevant. Like, you just got hunted by the humans for a hot minute. And then, and, then, and it was, like, annoying because, like, the, the guy, Jake Sully, he's now, like, he won the first one. He became, like, the leader of the tribe, whatever, and then he fucking runs. Yeah. And then he runs to this water place, and all of a sudden, like, the whole movie, they're learning how to breathe under the water and learning how to become, like, one with water and blah, blah, blah. They get it. They're underwater for 20 minutes at a time. They're <laughs> diving. They're doing all this stuff. And then at the last fight season, or see, scene nobody can hold their breath for yeah than everyone 10 seconds. yeah it was the craziest thing it was the craziest thing like everybody was sudden, locked underwater and all of a sudden none of the training they was did, they forgot how to swim they forgot how to move they, they were, were like, like it was so dumb yeah all in all if i was to sum up that movie i'd say it was way too long and nothing really happened and it was so overly stimulated for the fact that nothing happened like yeah. every scene has a Every kid, like, and then everything's fine, and then another kid goes missing, and everything's fine, and another kid goes missing, and everything's fine, and oh, oh, bet another kid's gonna go missing, and another kid goes missing. Yeah, it was funny. We eventually started making jokes, like, I bet you another kid goes missing, and sure, shit, another one, and we did that, like, four times. Four times. Like, come up with something new or just end the movie. (laughs) Yeah, it was crazy. It was brutal. So, basically, moral of the story is, um, that guy has a furry fetish, because he also sexualized a bunch of blue people, which oh, I always yeah. find interesting to like me. Like a bunch of kids running around with tits and like their asses out, and like yeah. it's always it's so weird for me. Me and my friends were talking about this today actually, because like you could watch shows now and it's a bunch of teenagers having sex. Yeah. Me at thirty, it's uncomfortable watching. <laughs> yeah, Anybody above that. eighteen watching that and like enjoying it something's wrong with yeah. you if you're not triggered by that. Yeah, kind of put those two together. Those are young people. Genuinely, something's wrong with you if you're not triggered by that. Like, it should be uncomfortable that you're watching Yeah, especially because it's just like, somebody. there's context. If you want them to fuck, it's very easy to just, like, make them start kissing for two seconds and the screen goes black. Yeah. You know what the fuck's happening. You know they're trying to sexualize kids. You know it's just yeah. so wrong. Anyways, fun little rant. That got us another four minutes. Adios, amigos. Adios.